You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. So hello again. No, this is not Renee. I'm Anne-Marie Cross. And if you've listened to the first two episodes, you know that I have hijacked the microphone. We are turning the tables around because Renee in the first two episodes, if you haven't listened to them already, has provided such wealth and depth of information. We'll share at the end of today's episode how you can access those previous two episodes so that you can become that limitless leader. So again, welcome to your show, Renee. Thank you. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Yes. Now, for people who have not had the privilege to meet or work with Renee. She is a leadership, communication and team performance expert. She's been working for over 15 years and she's been passionately working with leaders, with teams and organisations to flourish by maximising performance through targeted communication, leadership, collaboration and connection. Just to recap, in the first two episodes we spoke about firstly limitless leader and what to do instead. When we're looking at those core barriers, there were six barriers that she was talking about in episode two Renee spoke about limitless leaders and how to develop a highly motivated top performing team today we're going to talk about the limitless organizations how to create a successive pipeline of highly effective future leaders so Renee let's dive in as leaders we know and you've already spoken about how often we're so busy we're trying to keep up with the demands of a busy schedule we're skill stretched tech stretched and bogged down in managing staff that we're responsible for. So the thought of creating a successive pipeline of highly effective future leaders, well, that seems impossible. So I'm going to ask a twofold question I'd love you to dive into. Firstly, whose responsibility is it to drive this vision and what are some of the steps that we need to take? Yeah, look, I think every it's everyone's responsibility mm. that that's that's key but it needs to come from the top down it's a, it's a cascade effect and i know companies even in the past where i've been brought in maybe with a lower level so to speak you know trying to push that up it doesn't work so you know i work with some amazing senior leaders and it's about them instilling these traits and getting buy-in by co-creating the vision with others and I really believe the vision of any organisation, the vision's the boss. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, I got asked a few months ago by somebody, who's your boss? And I had to think about it. And I said, well, my vision in my practice, that's that's my boss. So you need that linchpin, I guess, to sort of everything you do should feed into that. I think it's important for leaders to drive it. But what I think is very important is to involve their team mm-hmm. to get buy-in. We all know no one likes being told. As a child, we hate, well, I know I did, hated being told as an adult even more so. People own what they co-create. And I think it's really important to bring your team on the journey. So it's not a, a they, you know, a you and them, it's it's an us. And mm-hmm. I think that's really, that's, that's key. And where that doesn't happen, and I see that often, you know, you've got to go back to square one and it's just the basics. What are we trying to achieve? What's what's our commitment to the outside world and for our external stakeholders 
and our internal stakeholders. That question that you just posed to us, what are we trying to achieve? I'd imagine that that's good to regularly reflect upon because issues and problems and mm. challenges or even celebrations, if we are achieving that. When you're talking about you know you, them and us, how are we faring? Do we have a long way to go or are we getting there? What, what, Overall, what's getting there, I'd like to say getting there. Yeah. You know, I, especially the last few years I've seen, you know, there's a hive of, I guess, um, focus on collaboration. Mm. I mean, there always should be, but I think there's been a lot more doing than just saying, yes. which is quite refreshing. And I think that's driven from the fact that less people are doing more. Retention is so important, as you know, in a company, it costs a lot of money if you get the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And I think if you get the right people, it's about all being on the bus but making sure everyone's moving on the bus. Yeah, you know? so true. And I mean, when we're thinking about creating that successive mm -hmm. pipeline of highly effective future leaders, we want to have or be um, investing into right. everyone in the organisation because how many organisations click into action when there's a need for a new leader to step up That's because someone's left the organisation and it almost brings everyone back to a halt because now there's an issue yeah, they need to deal with. It's succession and progression, I call that. Yeah. Um, and I do say to all my clients, especially senior leaders, I say, who is the next you? Now, I don't mean they have to be like that leader because I think you should always recruit for diversity. Mm -hmm. But who is the next you? As a leader right now, if you're listening to this, who could do your role if you were to take a two-month sabbatical, if you were to leave, even if you're not planning to you know, leave that role, if it was your business, you would have a succession. So look at who that may be, look at the skill gaps and groom, so to speak, and develop that person, and they've got to drive that too, obviously, to be future ready for that role. We're going to talk about change because I know that that is an issue that many organisations continue to struggle with. But one of the things that I want to talk about, nurturing and empowering future leaders, one of the things that can inhibit that, and you spoke about that in, in episode one and two, is that issues in the workplace can be caused often by poor communication. So speak a little bit more about this from an organisational point of view, building that successive pipeline of highly effective leaders. How how can we become better communicators so that we can build yeah. better relationships with the team? I think something that gets missed very often is the why of the change. Mm. So if you're a senior leader and you've been working on a change project, so it could be a restructure, it could be um, deleting some services or products, and you've been working on that in the background and not sharing that with your team, and 12 months later you get your team together and you say, hey team, guess what? we are cutting this this out, we're gonna cut this layer out, we're deleting this product, is everyone cool? <laughs> and you wonder why everyone's up in arms. It's because you've had longer to work on this and digest this. This is the first time they've heard about it. So always get people involved where you can from day dot. The other thing is that, you know, it goes back to the Simon Sinek, start with the why. What is the benefit? Always start with the benefit it's a human fact that we will only buy into change or something new mm. if there's something in it for us. So, you know, I, I use the example years ago, I used to have to get, you know, manually get data from my sales team. And the email may have looked like this. Hi team, please get your sales numbers to me by three o'clock Friday. Have a great weekend. Cheers, Renee. 
I never got them through. Mm. If I had my time again, that email would be a total reframe and it would say, hi team, after a great week, I wanna share your results with the leadership team. Please ensure you have these through to me by 3 p.m. Cheers, Renee. So I've created a hook as to how could they not wanna be part of that. So really, really important, start with the why. And I mean, keep it simple. I look at companies that have great, easy visions that start with the why, you know, Harvey World Travel. They don't sell travel, they sell memories. So if you wanna create a memory, come to Harvey World Travel. Where you can always communicate change face to face. That way you can listen to what's not being said. People can pick up on the non-verbal cues. You can question to clarify. Then you can send out an email that basically has dot points of what that is. Something else that I I often find from an organisational point of view, I'd love you to speak into this a bit more too, some of the challenges faced when when you're trying to build that successive pipeline of highly effective future leaders is when you're dealing with team members of different age groups, different backgrounds and so forth, that can often be a challenge. So I wonder what advice can you share to deal with those different ages and even cultures in our organisation? Totally. First thing is you need to be aware of the diversity and you need to accept it. You want a colourful team, so to speak. You you want diversity gender-wise, culturally, age-wise, skill set-wise, because like I said before, people are colours, be a rainbow, and you can be a dream team if you complement each other. The millennials are hitting their late 30s now, mm. and we've got the introduction of the Gen Z. So Gen Zs are people that are born from 1997 onwards to the early 2010s. The millennials did job jump or job hop or whatever you want to call it a lot. Yeah. The Gen Zs that are coming through actually really appreciate job stability and development. So they're going to be, it's going to be a game changer. So they're finishing uni now. So they'll be coming into our workforce very soon, the Gen Zs. They love development. They want to be coached. So it's just understanding the different generations. So a lot of it's around development. The Gen Xs, I'm a Gen X, Mm. many of us are. We're the latchkey kids, they call us. We're the first sort of generation that had parents that divorced and mums at work. So we're very independent and hardworking. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just being open and being careful also not to generalise. You know, I know some millennials that have stayed in the same same company and role for years. So you can't always generalise, but I think... Be open to each person, ask powerful questions. Obviously, the more you coach and get feedback, Mm-hmm. the more you're going to know how to tap into that person. And that really speaks beautifully into what you were sharing in episode two, where you need to familiarise yourself and ask better questions, mm. you said, from your team to find out what motivates them. As you say, if you generalise and you assume and you assume and all of those presumptions can cause your team to become demotivated, that's, you know? Yeah, yes? that's, that's spot on. That's spot on. And, you know, don't put your lens on. I have a bit of a saying even around feedback. Don't give feedback the way you like it. If you love the big public clap and the celebration, it doesn't mean the person next to you does. So ask, do you like feedback often? 
and do you like it in private or public? Everyone is different. Yes. And I think your job as a leader is to be in tune, you know, with your peers as well, because you should be giving your peers feedback. Also, too, with the diversity of a team. I love the whole leverage experience, you know. So if you've got someone that's more experienced and has the knowledge base of the company, but you've got younger generations coming in that are very tech savvy. I mean, these Gen Zs don't not know the internet. They mm. were born in a time when the internet was already here, yes. you know. So, you know, a lot of them are very tech savvy. So utilise that. Get someone maybe that, I'm not saying they all are, but an older generation that may not be as tech savvy can share their wisdom and their knowledge mm-hmm. with that younger generation that can share that that technology expertise. Yes. One of the things that uh, I know that you spoke about, you love to speak about, we've spoken about limitless leader, we've spoken about limitless teams, and of course now limitless organisations. There's a beautiful graphic that I know is somewhere on your website. Can you share a little bit more about all of those and when they intertwine, what mm. does that then create? Because that relates very specifically to today's episode. Yeah. If you've got limitless leaders that you know, know no bounds and are always improving and looking and being innovative and dealing with change, chances are their teams are going to have that limitless mindset as well, mm. which flows on to what I call a limitless organisation and therefore... A limitless culture and I mentioned earlier culture is simply shared values beliefs and behaviors and they have to be shared and I think if you've got a limitless culture and you know what does that look like it's simply a shared purpose shared values and beliefs shared attitudes and behaviors and that gives us this beautiful culture like a tribe you know mm. tribes have been around for, forever and it's a, it's a fact that humans are wired for connection mm-hmm. at varying levels, but we all need connection. Um, there was a recent statistic that more people die from loneliness than smoking. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which which is mind boggling. It is. Connection's important, and I think the more values and beliefs we share, the better. And the only way to do that, to form that culture, is to have leaders making sure that they're driving openness, inclusiveness, you know, you know, people coming together and being allowed, mm. allowed to contribute and share. Yes. It's vital. Yeah. When you have a look at that, let me just repeat, you say you need to have a shared purpose, shared beliefs, shared values, shared attitude and shared behaviours. Obviously, when you've got a, a team of different ages, I love the way you said, you know, colour of a rainbow. That's what Mm. we really aim for. There's obviously going to be differences. So when we're talking about some of those shared, is there a a number or or are there some core areas where there needs to be shared, like, you know, with values? We've all got different values. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the definition of culture is all of these things being shared, obviously. Some of us might have a varying level of thinking and belief in different things but overall it needs to be shared if you all don't have the belief that the company you work for provides a quality service Mm. to the end customer and a quality you know customer experience you're not going to get people doing the right things at the right time to get that right result does that make sense yes so the only way it can be shared, it, it starts with the leader, honestly, in each team, making sure that our purpose, values and beliefs are aligned. And where they're not, 
why Mm. and you know I talk about team norms and having some you know team sort of rules and that you don't always want harmony too I I have a saying debate with intent trumps Mm. harmony for comfort's sake Mm. you know you don't want to be the yes leader you know those meetings you walk out of everyone says yes 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 and then you hear them in the tea room going that's a load of crap we're not going to do that be open and be vocal in what you believe in Pick your fights, obviously. Pick what you really believe in and drive that. Yes. Now, you mentioned, and I can obviously (laughs) see the beautiful diagram and purposes in the middle. And Mm. then, of course, up the top, you've got the values, then beliefs. It's in that sequence, attitudes and then behaviours. If a leader is listening today and said, you know what, we really need to have more of an approach to creating this limitless organisation. We want to have the successive pipeline of highly effective future leaders. If they've never really thought about that before, they really do need to start first with purpose isn't it they, what is our shared purpose what's what's our purpose what's our purpose it's almost like what's your vision what do you want the world to see what's your end contribution so get your team together talk about that you know marketing usually drives purpose of a lot of um, companies be involved even have an over and above team purpose and I think you know that's really important do what's called a values elicitation and I, I think I mentioned this in one of the podcasts around what do we value? What don't we value? What values do we want to live by and where do we sit now? And obviously, what do we believe in? And what are our limiting beliefs too, you know? Don't always go, and I'm a very positive person, but you've also got to look at what isn't working and what beliefs aren't serving us. You know, beliefs are like just dead cords that are hanging off you. They weigh you down and stop you and your business being as good as they can be. What I love about this uh, three-part episode is that we really have seen that what we've spoken about in the first episode, Limitless Leader, some of those barriers and some Mm. of the things that you said we need to really have in place leads into becoming Limitless Leaders of Teams and then that builds upon what we need to have in place to create create this limitless organization but one of the things that we know happens in every workplace hmm. is change and we know that saying change yep. is the only constant and that's true always in an organization mm. too so what would you say summing up how can we better support our leaders our teams and organizations through change so that we can be that one step ahead and, and maybe yeah. it's going over some of the thing the tips yeah. you've already shared before yeah. too So change is great. Change is a good thing. But I think we're so caught up in a world now where it's all change, change, change. So I think a key thing when going through change is to look at what's not changing. Mm. There's certain things in life that won't change. And I'll tell you now, communication will always be important. That's not going to change. So collaboration is always going to be important. Connection is always going to be important. So let's look at the things that aren't changing. On a personal level, you know, some people, obviously we all go through changes in our personal life and at work. And I always say to people going through, especially personal change, I say, what isn't changing? And they will say, what do you mean? And I'll go, what's not changing? And they'll say, well... I can still go to the gym. I've still got my best friend, Mary. I've still got an amazing family. I've still got a great job. And that to me, you know, if you go into Maslow's hierarchy, it's that whole bottom stability piece, which is really, really important. Our recent survey that we did with the Limitless Leaders Diagnostic, 95% of respondents actually said 
they see the hard challenges as gifts. And that's a bit of a thing I've been writing about and believing in is the most toxic people or situations can become the biggest gifts in our life. Mm. And, you know, some of the gifts keep giving. So that, that leader you may have had that wasn't great at the time, could have broken you, could have upset you. We've all had one of those. But that leader, that gift has taught you how not to be as a leader if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, there's a lesson in human behaviour. Everyone knows the pain and pleasure principle, and I talk of this often. People do more to avoid pain than they do to seek pleasure. So people Mm -hmm. do more to avoid pain than they do to seek pleasure. So some people won't make a change in their team or at work because they're associating too much pain. Oh, no, if we restructure that person I like is going to leave, it's going to cause more work. But, you know, if they look at the benefits and sell the benefits to the team of that change and the benefits, the pleasure, Mm -hmm. outweigh the pain, they're going to get a lot more buy-in. Have empathy. You know, empathy is so important. It's one of the key traits of a leader. Some of the biggest changes I've seen, I know the world has seen, they might not always seem great at the time, but it can have some of the best outputs. Regular feedback and communication to get buy-in of change. And energy and passion, dial this up. If you're presenting something maybe you don't believe in, if you're a highly passionate person, you will come across like this. You're going to bring the team down. I've always had a saying, amplify your energy to be 20% above the room Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's Monday morning whenever it is so yeah look and Marine in a nutshell focus on what's not changing involve people to get buy-in weigh up the benefits right at the front end so always start off with the why and what's in it for them and involve each other and make sure that you've got support and that you're supporting those are all key and I love the way the three key points that you mentioned there particularly involve others sometimes as leaders what we want to do is or what we expect of us is to protect them but actually what we end up doing is creating an environment of distrust don't we so when we have one of open communications and we get the team involved Mm. and they can participate through they feel as if their their thoughts their ideas and where they're sharing them is valued which of course they are totally and i think if you've got buy-in of your team they're growing you're sharing you're showing some vulnerability like hey guys i can't do this on my own i want you all there together and also too when that change happens they're ready for it. Mm. It's not like you're going, hello, here's the change. So change is inevitable. Change needs to happen. Don't change for change's sake. There are people I know that want too much change because they're motivated by high change. Always ask yourself the question, why? Why are we doing this? If you can't answer that, then you you probably shouldn't be implementing whatever change that is. Mm. And also, too, I would imagine the barriers that we spoke about in episode one, and if you haven't uh, listened to episode one, certainly go and do that. When we have all of those things in place, like we are allocating enough time to leadership and not the management, we're coaching our team and we're encouraging our individual team members to also coach 
coach each other. Spot on. Um, communication, you're aware of people's approaches and you can communicate better. Self-development <clears throat> is so important for everyone individually and then maybe even as a team, what can we develop mm. as far as our team? Um, we're not stuck in that bubble mindset. We are aware of our own motivators and also our team. And of course, we have that ability to be strategically agile. All of those things contribute to us becoming a limitless organization and and really um, nurturing those yep. future leaders, yes? That, that's yeah. right. And then they replicate that same energy, obviously, with their own spin. And I think it's, it's our responsibility as leaders in any industry to be creating these future leaders whilst growing ourselves. You know, when you grow others, you are growing yourself. No two people are the same. And when you really understand that and it clicks, I can honestly say there's nobody that you can't engage or get along with. And you need that rapport, connection to influence and, and be able to get change to be bought into and to to make it happen. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, we promised to share the link, the link to get access to all three podcast episodes, also the transcripts of each episode, and of course, access to the Limitless Leadership Diagnostic Tool at the link renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. Let's spell that R-E-N-E-E-G-I-A-R-R-U-S-O.com forward slash podcast series. Now, Renee, you're also going to extend a personal invitation to everyone who's listening to your Limitless Leaders Hangout. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so every month, bright and early, 7.30 to 9am, I run a Limitless Leaders Hangout. It's free of charge. You do need to register, so just watch out on social media and the links below. And come along, and what we do is we have a group of like-minded leaders, usually between 10 and 30 people, it varies every month, where we explore whatever's going on in the group and have a great chat. It's a fantastic forum for you to learn from each other and what I can provide you and what I get out of it, Anne-Marie, is I get to see what's really going on out there in conjunction Mm. with my regular clients. Yeah, so of course we'll put the links. You must sign up and and get access to that, Um, reneegeruso.com forward slash podcast series. Now before we go, Renee, you also have an in-house communication and leadership pathways public program coming up. Share more about that. Yeah, so most of the work I do is in-house, so we tailor the program to your organisation. Twice a year I do run two public programs which basically means anyone from any company can come. So August the 22nd we are going to be running a Motivational Intelligence Day. What that is is you get profiled with the IWAM tool on what motivates you. On the day we unpack what those motivations mean for you and how you can apply them to your role and those around you. And you get a one-on-one coaching debrief with me directly post that workshop. So we also run this in-house tailored to teams, but August 22nd, motivational intelligence, and you'll see that up on social media later in May. But, you know, all the communication, team building and leadership programs we run, we tailor them to you and run them in-house. And at the moment, I'm working across 30 companies and 22 industries. So loving, loving the diversity. People are people. We all have similar 
similar challenges but we also have some amazing things that we can share across that yeah now of course if you're listening to this podcast episode in august the 22nd has passed fear not as renee said she is running these regularly so please check out the website reneegeruso.com lots of details there and ways to connect oh renee i've just learned so much and i know everyone who's listening to each of these podcast episodes has as well thanks Anne marie and we look forward to some future podcasts where I will be interviewing some amazing leaders and business owners and also a few of them I'll be providing a certain theme and and just talking through some content and some ideas around that so any ideas you have any challenges or topics that you'd love me to unpack and explore message us through the website reneegerusso.com thank you You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 